morning, you beautiful Americans. Good morning. How you doing on this fine day? Not to talk about the weather, but it is nice. <sighs> you always bring up the weather. Every I time. do. Every yeah, well, at least I'm not over here, over here, like, waiting on you to start recording because you're waiting for a yawn. I was building suspense. A yawn. <laughs> hey, it happens. Okay. <laughs> I have never no. heard of that in my life. Don't, don't give me stuff. Don't give me no grief. Oh, my God. I don't need your grief. You just, like, made my whole day. I'm going to use that one when I go go to work and be like, hold on a second. Yeah. I feel some yawns coming on. Anytime somebody annoying is talking to you. Yeah. Somebody walks up to you. You know, you have an issue. Hold on. I got a yawn coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be a t-shirt idea. <sighs> TM. Mm-hmm. No stealing that. Yeah. But t-shirts pending. <laughs> yes. To be coming. Mm. It'll be a launch. It'll be fun. Yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> Off the... To the races this fine morning. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about copping. Yeah. We love copping. Grandpa and, well, both of us are granddads and our dads did it, and there's been a lot of change. Oh, fucking A right there has. But you know what? Honestly, the thing that surprised me the most is the uh, line of duty deaths throughout the decades, I guess. Oh, you're going to bring some sad, dark A little. A a little bit of that. But... So let's see. We're coming up on 2020. All the all the fine folks out there that are checking driver statuses for 2004. Yes. Most people graduated high school before then. Right. I think my favorite. Uh, you and I both work with a work with a sergeant that knew my dad when my dad was a rookie, and he rem- he vividly remembers. Uh, visiting our house and seeing me running around in diapers. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. He uh, probably said that to be nice. You were naked. Being, probably. <laughs> Just running around with, with my tic-tac hanging out. Yeah. But it it always brings a smile to my face when I get to remind him I'm 25 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's like, and you're still doing this damn job. Mm. Right. But no, I think throughout the deck, so coming up on 2020... 1990, being 30 years ago, roughly, I looked up the unfortunate line of duty deaths between, for 1990, oh, poo, I hit the back button, I didn't mean to. Way to go, you had one job. Sorry, I had one job. For 1990, the year 2000, and then 2018, because obviously we're in 19, so you don't have a full, a full range statistic, hopefully it just stops where it's at, but. Unfortunately, way too many. Exactly, it is. But the number's not... 73. So if you look at... Yep, 73 for 2019 so far. Do you have that app, too? The Officer Down Memorial page yeah, app? I just found that. Uh, I have. I just, I just Google them. I don't have the app. Is there an app? Yeah, there's an app. Do they send you a damn notification every time something shitty happens? That's yes, bad. That, yes, they do. Why would I want to set up a notification to, for a Debbie Downer? Well, you, you can turn notifications off, but it, I think it also helps keep the keeps that in the back of your mind that this is the real shit. It, it happens. It sure is. 73 and we're in August. Yeah. That's quite a few. But I think, and that kind of drives home the point, the consistency, it sounds, I really hate the fact that I have to use the word consistency, but with social media... And everything being publicized, obviously, anytime it happens, it's a shitty, it's a shitty situation. Right. Um, so let's go all the way back thirty years. Okay. Nineteen ninety. 
How many line of duty deaths do you think there were 29 years ago? Just in the year, year. in just 1990, from January to December of 1990. Uh, 50. 168. Holy shit. Yeah. See, I thought the same thing. I thought because so long ago and how much copping has really changed, but then it makes me think, okay, has it, has it changed or has, I shouldn't say has police work as a whole changed because that's an obvious, yes, it has, but has violence against police officers changed over the last 30 years or has it just been brought more into the public light because of apps that now send you notifications when shitty Debbie Downer things happen. Well, I think not only that, but also, um, well, yeah, in 1990, I mean, shit, the internet was barely coming to life. And yeah, everybody had, not, di- not everybody everybody had, had dial-up. Right. And, and nobody had cell phones. And not very many, and there's lots of people who didn't even have internet. And, oh, you yeah. know, that's the biggest form of communication today is transferring com- communication through the internet. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, newspaper, news services, and you know that was that was localized. Yeah. Even then, no, like, and it's unless a, it hit a national if, news network. Yeah. If an officer and hate to bag on it, but like say southwestern Mississippi, yeah, you know it wasn't going to hit the paper in the Pacific Northwest. No, exactly. And the only way you might hear about it is a month or two down the road. You know, maybe maybe sooner, but yeah, it, it wasn't with like like you said with technology the way it is today. It's at our fingertips. Yeah. So, but you look, so 168 in 1990, and gunfire was still the leader at 60 for that year. Yeah. Uh, 10 heart attacks. Let's see. 20 car crashes. 19 vehicular assaults. I don't know if that's intentional or people getting sideswiped on traffic stops. Right. Combination, um, you know, and these these web pages they're not they're good information, but they're not uh, you know 162 males, six females, average age 39 years old with 10 years on the job. So that's 1990. So fast forward 10 years to 2000. Uh-huh. What do you think the number was for 2000? Um, I'm gonna go with 100. 164. And what was 90? 168. So, about so the same. Four more, rough. It's the same. It's, right. You know, you get give or take ten or fifteen. Right. And you're you're the same, and it's still thirty six car crashes, fifty gunfire, fifteen vehicular assaults. It's all it's consistent. It is yeah. pretty much throughout the board. So then you go fast forward to two thousand and eighteen. So mm-hmm. now let's get into modern social media. Everything's brought into public light, stuff like that. Right. Give me a guesstimate for 2018. Like 150. 163. No shit. 163. And 27 of those were actually uh, 9-11 related deaths. Okay. So I'm not saying, I mean, obviously with 9-11 being a national tragedy, but if that hadn't happened, say that number goes down by 67, we're below 100. Right. For the year 2000. For the year 2018. 2001, because I just wanted to look it up real quick to see uh, 
if we had that was a high, that 2001 was a bad year i don't know if it means it doesn't say on here though that it's counting uh 9/11 related deaths uh-huh. but it is saying there were 69 officers killed in the state of new york that year wow and the total death number is 243 wow so 2001 was a bad one yeah but there were also but see if you oh take- there it is 72 terrorist attack so you take away those 72 uh-huh. if that national tragedy had been averted and you're right in the 160 range. Jesus. So you're looking at a 30-year span where, and obviously I didn't break down every single year, so I'm sure there were low years and high years. Yeah. But it's pretty consistent. It's usually, that's about, let's see, 160. That's about, what, one every two, three days? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. if you average it out. Mm-hmm. But It is. And we're already into... I mean, we lost this seventy this month. This, this month, this month three. I, I think b- I believe it's been a pretty unfortunate month. Yeah, unfortunately, using the word unfortunate a lot this morning, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to think about. I would have thought, you know, it would maybe been lower, or you See, know, numbers would have been a little. There would have been a difference. That's what I thought. And just to answer your question. According to the statistics on Officer Down Memorial page, uh, this year we're at 73, mm-hmm. two 9-11 related, 12 car crashes, 30 gunfire, 10 struck by a vehicle, three vehicular assaults. So I don't know what... They must mean when vehicular they say, When they say 9-11 related, what is that? Uh, cancers. Oh, okay, that's what emphysema, I thought. Emphysema. I just wanted to kind of clarify um, that. Related illnesses, from, you know. Yeah, okay. From, like, the people that went into the shit and... Uh, Man. You know, bra- inhaled all that crap, m- mold and asbestos and dirt. And yeah, oh, who the fuck knows what else? Fire does nasty things. To jet, stuff. F- jet fuel. Yep. You know, yeah. There was a lot of. There was actually, was it John Stewart that did the? Was it? It wasn't Congress, but who the hell did he talk to? I might be way oh. off. It was a. He used to host a late night show. I think it was John Stewart. Yeah, it was John Stewart. Um. Shout out to our brother over here. He's he's not talking yeah. obviously today, but he's he's kind of giving us nods and hints and we're affirming ha- our. We're hanging out with cop friends. Yep. Oh, Marcus. Uh, he'll be on the show soon. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna share some some good old stories from the from the people do. Yeah. It's from gonna a, be a good time. Yeah. From a longtime zookeeper himself. <laughs> but, people farmer. But I think people herder. I don't know. People herder. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. It's not fun, but I can't remember if it was like something. It was something in New York, <clears throat> and they. Uh, but they were talking about taking the funding away uh-huh. for these nine eleven heroes. Okay, with, now I'm tracking. I know uh, what you're talking about. With that had like me- ongoing medical issues. They were talking right. about either taking the funding away or doing something. Yeah, and it was just fucking ridiculous. Holy shit! Like seriously, somebody puts their shit on the line. Obviously, millions and thousands and thousands do it every day. But when something like that happens and people go running, and the first first units on scene on nine eleven took five seconds to get there, right? Like five fucking seconds. Yeah. No and shit. then you want to cut their money and just be like, "Well, tough titty." Yeah. See, there, there's you know, not to dive into the political side of things, but there, we kind of fuck each other over sometimes and it's bullshit mm-hmm. there was a i was down in uh, new mexico for a graduation of a 
recent officer from our department. He, I was talking to an older fella. World War... No. Vietnam. That's what it was. Oh, gotcha. He was Vietnam vet, and he was sitting there. We were at, like, this kind of... Uh, I cannot remember the name of the place. They pretty much they cook your food right in front of you on the grill. Oh, uh, like a P.F. Chang's? Yeah. Kind well, of, I can't remember what the style. Like I don't know. But it was really good, and we were sitting there talking, and he had a Navy hat on. It was Master Chief um, rank emblem. Oh, nice. And so I asked him, I said, you, you retire out as Master Chief? He's like, oh, you know, I appreciate you seeing that. He's like, actually, I uh, I was in the Navy, but this my son's a Master Chief, and that's, he, he gave me this hat, and I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, yeah. He was a storekeeper back in the Vietnam era, which, you know, any of those veterans out there know you keep storekeepers on your good side. Oh, yeah. Or you stay on their good side because <clears throat> those are the guys who have access to all the good stuff. They can make your life yeah. and deployment miserable. Oh, yeah. They'll give you the uh, the little rotten, little borderline shit that they shouldn't in, be, yeah infested or, or you at you ask or ask for some oh nope the, we're fresh out and the next guy who's on his good side he gets it yeah yeah stuff like that yeah but this guy he was wearing oxygen and um kind of was telling me about his i didn't I, he kind of like i don't remember how it came up in conversation he wasn't giving me a sob story he was just saying up nope, i got agent orange while i was over there and shit. And I was like, shit, that sucks because that's just a slow killer. It is. And the nerve damage mm-hmm. and it's terrible. Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing was with this guy is he had a fantastic freaking attitude. Yeah, he, he's 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 screwed. Like he's his days are numbered for sure. And he's he's already an older gentleman, so he's yeah. he's had a little bit of a life. He's had a run. Yep. Also he told me he's got a spot on his lung too. A cancer spot on his lung from shit. that stuff. And but what I thought was awesome of this guy was him and his wife were there with their two grandsons, and one of it was one of their birthdays. Actually, the one's name was Josh. I was like, oh, nice. He was a good kid. I liked him. We connected immediately. <laughs> we can, Josh has got a sick. You can grow up to be a badass. <laughs> but uh, he was he was telling me he's like, yeah. Um, we've had the grandkids pretty much their whole lives and their mom was, you know, without diving into the whole story, is like, she's, she's a piece of shit in and out of prison, still in prison right now. Mm. Um, I guess she's getting out end of this year. Yeah. And he's like, we talk about it. Kids know about it. They, they know what their mom does and has done and where she's at and everything. They don't hide it from them. But he's like, and she'll never get her kids back, but she wants to be a part of their lives in some form. And he's like, well, We'll see how that goes, and let me just kind of continue to talk. Mm-hmm. Don't mind me. Don't right. mind me. All right. So anyways. Just more future upcoming information. Keep telling but, your story. Um, And that that was the bulk of the story. It's just kind of nice. He, uh, His grandkids, he was telling me how his grandkids, uh, when they go to, like, Walmart or something, they see, you know, a veteran walking around with their veteran hat. You know, they have the, their deployment hats or Vietnam bed or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, his grandkids would go and up to those people and thank them for their service and shake their hand and that's what they did and they actually can't because i was taught he asked if i was in and i said yeah i was in the navy it was mostly reserve time and sometime while i was eating talking to my party guys mm-hmm. um he must have told them that and they came over and shook my hand and thanked me for my service i was like you know what 
we don't fucking raise kids like that these days. Not mostly very, not. The, or there when, are when the you few do select to do. Yeah, or when you do see it, it's usually military or law enforcement kids. Well, yeah, I mean, you have that respect not, beat into your ass. Exactly. It's gonna it's gonna get there one yep. way or the other, and that's what Dad always said was uh, when I was growing up. Obviously, me and Jacob being cops kids. Jacob's my brother. I'm sure many. Of our seven listeners already know that, but you got to throw it out there. Yeah, we love all seven of them. Uh, fucking A. But, uh, you know, it was always really big. Every time we would leave the house and Dad knew we were going somewhere, he would always remind us. He'd be like, remember, it's yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, or I'll yeah. kick you in the nuts. <laughs> Perfect. And he would follow through, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, he, he probably, yeah. I was a not very nice kid to him. <laughs> you know... Every kid socked their dad in the nuts at least once. <laughs> yeah. I turned the electric fence on once on dad while he was working on it. I w- I get my dad with a bull whip once. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so we're at this story. We're at my, my great grandma's house in Washington. And she's lived, I th- I've talked about her before. She lived in the house since the 60s. Uh-huh. And like family ran a cattle ranch and stuff like that. So obviously I come across this six foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I go across the six or eight foot like old school bullwhip, uh-huh. and I figured out how to crack that some bitch. Nice. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I must have been like nine or ten, something like that. Yeah. So I'm running around just cracking a whip all yeah. over the place, and I swear I thought Dad was far enough away. <laughs> <laughs> but I turn, and he's like across the room, like squatted down, digging in stuff or something. Yeah. And I crack that thing. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I think all six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds at the time. I've never seen it move that fast. <laughs> and he he shot up, started cursing and screaming. <laughs> oh god, that's uh, did and he chase then, your ass down? Oh no, I didn't run. I was scared. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't hit me though. He was. He just kind of gave me a few choice words, but he didn't. He didn't whoop me or nothing like that. Uh, it was an honest mistake. It was, but it was. I hit him. <laughs> I hit right in the lower back. Gave him about a three inch lashing. God damn! He's probably gonna. He's probably gonna listen to this and then curse. Send me a nasty text message or something like that. But oh yeah, still got the scar, you little fucker. You son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, that's freaking funny. Uh, Those are the nice. funny stories about oh, me and little rascals back in the day. But. Right. I think even Marcus sitting here pointed out another year I've got to point out talking about consistencies and violence against police officers. We're going old school almost a hundred years ago. Right. In the nineteen thirty. Oh damn. Oh God. I won't even make you guess because you're I just tell you right now you're wrong. Nineteen thirty was three hundred and thirty seven. Holy shit. Yeah. 337, 205 of which, and it wasn't a bunch of accidents, 205 of which were gunfire related. No shit. 205. That beats every year recently that I talked about. Yeah. Just in gunfire. Yeah. And then you've got your uh, vehicular assaults, vehicle pursuits, struck by vehicle, struck by train, struck by streetcar, stabbed, motorcycle crashes, heart attacks, falls, explosions, electrocutions, duty related injuries, automobile crashes, assaults, aircraft accidents, and accidental. Holy fuck. Yeah. Good times. Wow. Not good times. Terrible times. But. Let's Damn. See, let's see which state led the. Yeah. 336 of those deaths were male. Only one was female. 
average age of 40 with seven years on the job. New York lost 37 police officers. Illinois lost 27 that year. Texas lost 21. The federal government lost 21. Uh, let's check the home state. Idaho didn't lose any that year. Wow. At least none that were reported. You Statistically speaking and on when it comes to like benefits and pay and stuff like that, Not Idaho is one of the... Never going to be good enough. <laughs> when you're putting your life on the line, can you ever really put a price on that? Um, you make you feel a little bit better. I could put a number on it that would definitely, yeah, make me feel better make about it. Make you feel better, right? Yeah. But um, Idaho is reportedly one of the best states to be a law enforcement officer in. It is. And I think, well, there's the pay and the benefits that are obviously going to help. But I think it's also, you got to look at the laws if you're considering going to work in a state. you got to look at, is it more of a, like a criminal friendly friendly state or right. is it, it if it'll actually let you be a cop now right. within reason i'm not talking about pull somebody over put them in handcuffs take their dope kick them to the curb and call it a day right but if you do if you do the job honestly and correctly with certain limitations that makes everything fair then you can still do your damn job yeah but then you look at you know states like california did you see the new uh legislation that just it didn't, it's not official yet, but it's the new, uh, they're proposing, what are they, I think it's out of uh, Illinois or something like that. They're proposing, and I haven't, I don't have the article here in front of me, so I'm probably not accurate right now, Right. but I think it's Illinois or some kind of other state, but they're proposing legislation to make it a, some kind of rule that says before it would require law enforcement officers before using deadly force to request the bad guy not kill them. Wait, re- rewind. I'm not fucking joking. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm not joking. This is the kind of shit that... Or you look Jesus at... I don't age. think it passed, but it's California. You never know. Right. Um, but I know California was talking about some kind of legislation that said if you were... you If you... Uh, were unfortunate enough to be involved in a in a officer involved shooting that officer would have to go to court mm-hmm. and prove that he had no other option than to shoot him that's horseshit so basically they're opinion, so basically shit. they're taking hindsight out of it yeah and they're just saying no now it's on the officer you have to go to court and prove you had no other option except to use deadly force yeah there's some states out there wow. that are terrible but it's fantastic for recruiting purposes. You're right, yeah. Because <laughs> every cop in California is moving to, what, like Idaho, Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma. Across the border to Arizona. Montana, Arizona. Arizona's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, any state that actually allows you to be a damn police officer. Right. It's becoming a big deal nowadays. Yep. You got to actually look at the laws. You can't just, a cop is not a cop anymore. Well, he is, but the laws don't allow certain people to do such yep exactly it's uh, changed a lot you know on the law side of it i don't we're not going to dive into it because that's a huge fucking um that's what i'm looking for category right there of how the laws have changed um over the years but marcus brought up a good point is um talking about respect for law enforcement has i think in 
you can put your two cents in on this too, is I think it's gone in, I think maybe, I don't know if waves is the right word, but it's, the respect has changed. Well, if you look in the thirties, I mean, that was mob time too. That, and I was going to say that I'm glad we're tracking. That was, there was, um, I mean, they walked around and, you know, mm-hmm. shirt, pants and a gun on their hip and maybe a hand pair of handcuffs and a billy club. Yeah. And you know, there wasn't, Really, there wasn't a whole lot of police academies at that time. Most of the time, it was like, all right, this is the law. We're going to enforce it. Now, go out there. And maybe it wasn't the, I'm not saying by any means it was cops' faults, but there wasn't a huge, there wasn't a standard in place. But then also, lives, people saw cops as expendable. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, especially back then, you know, there's cops or there were small departments in little farm towns, or there were states probably that didn't have even academies back then. Right, exactly. So they just gave a guy a badge and a belt. We remember our instructors. There were some of our instructors down at the academy. That's what they did with them. Well, that's what Dad did. Yeah. When Dad got his first cop job, it was a badge and a belt, and don't get me sued, have fun. Right. Yeah, that's freaking crazy. And Dad Dad's academy was six weeks long. Yeah. My dad didn't go to an academy till his second cop job. Jeez. Yeah, his first one, he didn't. He had no academy, no nothing, yeah. and it was just a, you know, it was one of those things, man. Sounds good. But yeah. I think, and even looking at, let me think. Hold on, pause time. Marcus had to, Marcus had to split. Sorry. Threw, Love you, buddy. Stay safe. Threw a little squirrel moment in there, but that's the explanation okay. for that. Yeah, a little pause where are we, there. Where are we so at? I'm kind of we're kind of on the change, you know, the changes, you know, the respect for law enforcement has. I think there's a lot of people, as a majority, because we know how the media likes to focus on the minority of people's problems or the, of the country's problems, and so as a majority, as a whole, if you look at the whole country, there there's a lot of respect and support for law enforcement, firefighters, EMS, all those guys, oh, all yeah. the first responders. There's a huge amount of respect for them. And there's always going to be those shitbags who do not respect any form of... There's some people who don't like anybody in a fucking uniform. No, exactly. They and don't like fucking mailmen. It, exactly. Anything. So. That, there's just people out there that have issue with positions of authority. Right, exactly. And so... But I think the majority is support, but I think the people that don't support are just louder. Exactly. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, and like going back to the media is they emphasize on that stuff. They yeah. don't show, I mean, I can tell you there is so much support for law enforcement. I mean, in just in our Valley and the amount of support that I felt, you know, recently came from all over the freaking country, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing. And so I think the respect for law enforcement has definitely gotten better over time, even with the increase in population. It's, you know, there's just always going to be shitbags who just don't give a crap if you wear a badge and you've got a family at home. And yeah, you're they just, don't give a shit. No. And, you know, that's the unfortunate side of it. But I'm kind of going to jump over to this list here because I've been kind of wanting to get into this list of things that have changed and we can kind of talk about them as we go. Oh, yeah. Things that have changed over the years. Number one, number one on this list is wheel guns to semi-auto pistols. Ooh. You've heard us talk about wheel guns on old cops. I mean, Grandpa, I think he carried. If Grandma told me right, I think it was a thirty-eight special. Is what he was carrying. Well, you know, even our sergeant, we were just talking about. That's what they carried yeah. when he started. Well, you know, uh, our policy 
at our current department actually still says 38 special revolvers are authorized for carry. Let's not get into our policy. <laughs> I, I'm going to say something that I shouldn't. But yes, that's so, and that, but still though, that policy, what was that from uh, 2003, it was up, four? last updated in 2005. Yeah. So yeah, it's got a couple of years behind it, but 2005? Yeah, right. <laughs> still. I'm pretty sure there was an Austrian gun maker that was. Uh, right. Yeah. Making, making some stuff in 05. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Hickory sticks to expandable batons. That was an evolution. That was. That, that was. makes makes carrying and running and you know all sorts of things like that a little bit easier. But um, you know, Marcus, he just took off, but he's got he's got a riot baton. He's got. I know a couple of guys that still have the old riot batons. Yeah. I think Dad has his, but I don't think he like puts it in the car anymore. When Dad was still um, d- doing normal normal road stuff. Um, He's probably slapped me when he hears that because I told him one day, I was like, so, hey, Dad, I got a question for uh, a real road cop. He's like, what do you mean a real road cop? I'm still a real road cop. I do more work now. No, blah, blah, blah. He on rides his, the bike on around a, bike, a lot. On a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are doing pretty good things. I'll give that to him, but they I'm are. giving him shit. You know how they it goes. Are. It's all love. But I think when he was ro- rolling on the road, he uh, he still kept his in his patrol bag. You never know when you're going to need it. You oh, know? man. Sometimes people just need a good freaking beating. Sometimes <laughs> that, that reminds me. My niece uh, is completely joking, and there's obviously a million of other ways to deal with it. But uh, my niece, being young, like mm-hmm. two, three years old at the time, came up to me when I was in uniform getting ready to go to work, and she just proclaimed to me that cops are bad. Oh, really? And I was like, hmm, teaching moment. Yeah. So I picked her up and I was like, what Put do you her mean? in handcuffs and threw her in the back of the car. <laughs> no, I'll show you what bad is. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. But I just I picked her up and I was funny. like, Why do you think cops are why do you think cops are bad, sweetie? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, cops hurt people and I was like, No, 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 no. Cops don't hurt people, cops help people. And she kind of stopped for a second and she's like, Oh and I was like, Yeah. And sometimes the best way to help somebody is give them a good old ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say to that? She said, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice i like it uh, obviously joking but you know what i that's mean that's freaking hilarious though sometimes still. there's no talking people off a ledge you know you have some sometimes there's there's times for the nice guy and then there's times when a shit bag takes a fly and leap into a wall you know with a little Road bit out. of yeah a <laughs> little bit of uh assistance as his face smashes into the drywall everybody needs some loving once in a while heck yes even if it's pavement loving Handwritten tickets to automated tickets. Okay, I don't I'm think we say, stopped. Ta- we finished talking about batons. Oh, we're still talking about batons. Were we? Or can, are we done with no, batons? No, we can I like the foldable personally. I do too. And I mean, you can still get a whistle behind those things, and it doesn't cover the surface area of like a hickory or cherry baton. But it stings. Um. Yeah, it's gonna freaking. It stings. Yeah. It's gonna bite into that freaking soft tissue. <laughs> it's gonna wake you up. Yeah. It's gonna be an owie moment. Your dad ever pop you in the back of the leg? Just <coughs> wanted to show you how well it works. Uh, I'm sure he did. Maybe my brain's like blocking it out or something. Yeah, dad never. I've lo- been pop. I've popped myself in the calf a couple of times. <laughs> what the hell? You got to know what it feels like. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get that. It's just kind of like you know you got to see how bullets feel. Yeah. yeah no. You know sometimes. No. Too far. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like you uh, go to the academy and they spray you and you're like, you got to know what it feels like. Yeah, bullshit. No, I don't. Yeah. 
Screw that. If I ever use my mace on someone, it's 100% effective on cops. Yeah. More than likely, the bad guy ain't going to get any, but you'll spray your buddy. Oh, yeah. You'll spray your buddy. Your buddy will hate you because you used your mace instead of just whooping some ass. Freaking punching him right in the common peroneal. Real quick dome punch. Just a bonk. Yep. That's police brutality. It is not. Get over it. <laughs> Oh, shit. Mr. Use of Force instructor over here. I know. The, my, oh, my favorite one is sometimes, like, if you have to hit somebody 10 times, hit them 10 times. Just don't hit them the 11th. <laughs> oh, on that number, that on that sense. whole number thing. A cop literally <coughs> said this to the media. He just got in an OIA. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> OIS, sorry. Correction there. And he fired a number of times. I think he emptied one mag and he reloaded. Mm -hmm. I don't think he fired anymore. The story is, it's been a while since I read it, so I might be off a little bit on my numbers, but this is kind of just of how it goes is when the media asked him, why did you fire 17 times? And he said, because I didn't have 18 bullets. (laughs) It was like, not the best answer. It's good for Facebook. It's one of those ones where that's the, the chief police is like, yeah. No, no, we're cut, done. We're done. Cut, cut. cut. I will talk. <laughs> you are going to get us in so much goddamn you, trouble. You shut your freaking hole. Uh, yep. But, but sometimes it's true. Like, you know, you got to, there's no magic number that says you can only shoot X number of times. You know, you there's guys who, you will... got to do it till the job, till the threat is stopped and the, it's over. Right. Well, there's a recent, um, I'm not going to give you locations or names or anything. Even if I knew them, I wouldn't be able to give them to you. But there was a um, shooting that was involved with a canine handler. Mm-hmm. Sent his bite dog after a guy. Yeah. The dog, um, if I remember correctly, this is talking to an attorney I knew. Um, dog bit. Shit bag. Mm-hmm. Shit bag pops the dog. Oh. And then continues to get in a gunfight with handler. And other officers, uh-huh. he fired every single round he had in his gun and on his belt. He could pass a polygraph though and say he did not fire anything. He swears up and down because when they went and uh, you know has your debrief and you know, interview right. him and everything and asking him you know the questions of you know how many times did you shoot? Why did you shoot? And he's like, I didn't shoot. That yeah, just and they some, will like sincerely argue exactly, and he could pass a polygraph saying that he didn't shoot, and he fired, if I remember correctly, three mags worth through his gun. So thirty, f- depending on the model, right? Exactly, well, could 40, be anywhere. We could from call we call forty five about, mm, you know, fifteen or yeah, so thirty forty five bullets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was just you know whatever you know. I can tell you, your brain does goofy things when you get in oh. shitty situations, and you know too. Oh yeah, it does. You get, that's why body cam footage is kind of fun. Sometimes you're like, oh, <coughs> I really said that. Oh, I really I did. did that. Oh, I did that. Yeah. Oh, whoops. But um, he did. His brain. He was. I mean, I could imagine you know handlers getting attached. To how they get attached to their animals. I mean, that's your partner. They're always with you, mm-hmm. and they're there to cover your back, and you just watch them get freaking blasted. Yeah, especially like, bite dogs. Oh man, they're freaking. I could understand how you just freaking go into seeing red and just blowing. Oh yeah, sending freaking lead downrange. Oh yeah, but well, it'd be just the same as, especially in a handler's eyes, it'd be the same as watching an officer get shot. Oh shit! You yeah, know, you're just gonna, you're all you're gonna think is just throw lead. Oh exactly. Whether it's consciously or unconsciously or whatever it is. Yep. And then yeah. sure enough, you're gonna and there's, I'm sure there's millions of stories out there of guys that. 
maybe they fired one or two rounds or they fired they think they fired one or two and really it was seven or eight right exactly you know or it was five or six and in reality it was 15 16 exactly yeah no that, that you know Black it's, it out. it's good to train and try to keep track of your rounds mm-hmm. but i think that's why like at our academy they would um remember when they'd kind of like blind load us pretty much like okay just pick up your mags whatever you have left put them in your belt and you go through drills of just freaking just shoot they give you a weird ass number and you'd have mm-hmm. to keep shooting that number and sometimes you'd have to freaking reload and sometimes you'd have one left over sometimes you'd be at the end with the you'd fired the correct amount of rounds but you'd be at the end with an emptied gun and you'd have to go through you know yeah a reload and so that's why you know it's kind of it's important don't i i personally don't think don't focus on how many rounds you're throwing mm-hmm. it's good to know kind of helps keep your brain keep track right but know how you're gonna freaking run that gun reloading is yeah and you, that's the you know being you know nat muscle memory of you know as cops most cops can know that you know after you're done you know if you end up using your gun and the first thing i know they taught us down the academy is drop that mag throw a fresh one in yeah, that just way in you're, case you're topped off. You might have only popped off one or two rounds, but that fresh mag but in there you has, don't know exactly. Are you going to trust you, you adrenaline and everything that just happened that you yeah. know how many rounds you shot? You think you popped one or two, but actually you only got one in the pipe. Right, exactly. And the yep. next thing you know, you're yep slide locked and screwed. Exactly. Or you're having to do a reload. I mean, right. it just depends on how well you practice your reloads. Exactly. But yep. and so yep, it's just, just kind of going back to what we've talked about in other previous episodes. Just you know practice train think about the real life scenarios that could happen Mm -hmm. it's not one or two rounds is not going to take someone down trust me no and especially especially the placement yeah you know you look at guys that i was watching a give him a little toss out there i was watching youtube videos for a guy that runs a company called ronin tactical Mm r-o-n-i-n and he's like a 23 year uh, Green Beret, CIA contractor, stuff like that. And his certified badass. Cert- yeah, pretty much. He's certified badass. Um, but he's got videos on, and I actually did the same thing. He's got videos on, like, police officers out there, like, setting up your your carbines or your AR platforms. Right. Um, grips of a pistol. Com- his whole thing is about actual realistic combat fighting. Right. You know, he said, yeah, I can... I can take my grandma to a static range and she can pass a qual if you give me two days to show her how to do it. Right. You know, but when it comes to a real gunfight, it's not going to be static. You're not going to, no. it's not going to go like that. Right. Exactly. Um, so I even, my, I watched this video on setting up your, your AR platform. Uh-huh. Um, and first thing I did is I pulled my gun out of the car and adjusted it Yeah. and went through and actually did like unloaded it, did dry runs uh-huh. uh, and everything like that. And now I'm, it's even that little much more confident with it even little thing well it's confidence one but then even little things about your ar like you know obviously probably 99 percent of police officers that have ars in their rifles those rifles have slings on them right where is that sling at oh you know is it point like mine for instance after watching that video because mine was doing it too uh-huh. uh, i took rubber bands and rolled the sling up and wrapped it with the rubber bands uh-huh so that you can, because I remember there were a couple of times I'd actually do it. I would go to deploy my rifle, luckily in a, not a rush at that point. Right. And my sling is getting caught on stuff. Yep. Trying to pull that son of a bitch out of I there. I can relate. 
And then even this guy in his video said, yeah, I, I, he lost teammates because they would go to pull their rifle out with their sling just hanging all over Timbuktu. And it gets hung up on everything. And it, everything. Gets, it gets hung up on fucking everything. Yep. And so, you know, secure that secure that damn thing. So when you yep. pop that gun lock, you can just grab it and yank it. And, yeah, it might bang off a couple of things, but it's it's coming. Shit, yeah. You know, something like that. Little things. But watch some of those YouTube videos. They're pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm going to have to check some more of those out because I think you've showed me a couple of them. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm, there's a lot of good videos oh, out there. There's, there's so much good but shit. But just as many good, sh- as much good shit out there, there's bad shit. Yeah. But figure <clears throat> out who you're going to take your training from. Yeah, dude. If it seems too good to be true or a little quirky, mm, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. 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 There yeah. there are some YouTubers out there who are just freaking f- out there. It's, yeah, they're out there, but. What's next on the little list over there? Did we go through it all? Oh, no. No, we didn't go through it all. I'm going to kind of pick and choose. There's a few things um, that I I really kind of, I personally like. And I, when we went back to Batons, when I kind of jumped ahead a little too quick, handwritten tickets to automated tickets. We still handwrite tickets. Lots of places do. Yeah, I'd prefer to have an e-ticket, though. I would, too. But, you know, maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe one day. But that, I mean, that saves time. And, you know, actually, on that note, not really a squirrel moment, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, watching videos or driving by watching cops or listening to the, you know, listening to the radio, you know, so-and-so I'll be out on site. Yeah. A citation, they're writing a citation is, you know, I've driven by, actually drove by one of our um, local county manis mm-hmm. was sitting there um, in town, had someone pulled over and, you know, ding dongs, got his head down like he's all like shit. It looked like either he was tired or he was like, great, I'm getting a fucking ticket. The and county man? Or the, oh, the driver? Yeah. Said to, okay. And then deputy was sitting there in his seat, and he's head down, scratching out a ticket. And I'm like, and it just clicked in my head. I'm like, that is a huge fucking officer safety thing right there, head down. Just because you went up there and you created a partial relationship with this person you have you know either figured out if there's something up if they're a huge threat something you can figure those things out pretty quick yeah there are some cold-blooded motherfuckers out there who will who know you know they've gone over bad guys go through scenarios in their heads too and you know some of them go through scenarios of killing cops oh yeah what's not saying that yeah okay shitbag knows he's getting a ticket he's gonna wait for you to put your head down and he's gonna come over to your window Mm-hmm. And I just played through the scenario kind of in my head. Okay, he's deputy sitting there. What if this guy just gets out of his car and just walks it, or just starts blasting from his car into yeah. deputy's or, car? Or he's gonna wait for you to come back with a pen in one hand and your little ticket book in the other. And... Right, and then he's got a freaking gun ready to just blow you away. And I'm not dissing on him because I've done the same thing. We've all done it. It's you know, it's just something to be aware of. Right, and you know, I can say you know the FTOs try to teach me like hold your tick book up on the steering wheel and write it and looking at that's yeah. unpractical. They also crap. taught you to drive at 10 and two and not be on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But answer your damn phone every fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, we could go on a tangent on that one for a long time. So it's just, you know, that, that e-ticket thing is there. I've been kind of researching some of the, you know, newer technology that's available to cops and their shit yeah. as simple as you can just type in a couple code, you know, your code for set offense, um, uh-huh. date, Everything populates, and as long as um, whoever you're giving a ticket to or what have <gasps> you has a dri- normal driver's license, you're not having to put it in by a hand, which right. takes a little bit longer. You just scan that shit right oh, on yeah. your MDC, autofills. You can have a ticket cut in a minute and a half, two minutes. Oh, yeah. Or, or even now, because I saw one agency that 
you know, they do, they, you scan the license, it autofills. You punch in the registration, it autofills off the DMV return. Right. And then all you have to enter is the code number, or you don't even have to remember the code anymore. All you do, if it's a speeding ticket, you just start typing in speed. And it starts freaking doing And it does the auto pop. And then you just, oh, that one. Right. And then you click print, and yeah, you can have a ticket in 90 seconds. Exactly. Yeah, that's... Which, now the other side of the argument, a lot of guys, because uh, there's, you know, certain states allow for things and certain states don't. I know Idaho is one of those states where you're not allowed to extend the purpose of a traffic stop for, say, waiting on a dog. Right. So there's guys out there that don't like e-ticket because... Takes you, too, it's too quick. It's too quick. So if it, you give a dog no time, well, maybe we need to put more money into having more dogs on the street. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'd argue both sides of it, but I get that. Yeah, nope. You can, you can kind of prolong that, the length of your traffic stop in uh, in an actual reasonable, arguable way. Yeah, I can't. I'm not a freaking speed rider. No one can scratch out a ticket in freaking thirty seconds. I'm sure there's guys out there who can scratch them out pretty damn quick. Yeah, but if you do it, probably the handwriting probably, probably looks, looks like crap. Shit. Yep. But you know, little things like that kind of are bring other things to light of why you know increasing officer safety and what have you um, exactly but then you look back in the day when there's e-ticket was the internet wasn't even heard of oh right exactly let alone e-ticket yeah so i'm kind of skipping ahead here i'm looking through the list there's little silly things that i think are kind of yeah not important here's a good one and i i kind of i really personally think this changes the game for uh active shooter situations oh so, you know, from our academy, forming a perimeter around an active shooter and waiting for SWAT to show up versus now lots, almost all academies, I think, are changing to this, including ours. Um, they train you active shooter situation. You're on scene. You go in. I was about to say, there's not people still arguing for setting up a perimeter and waiting on fucking SWAT, right? Yeah. No, I, I God, I'd hope not. Uh, yeah, that's kind of retarded. Yeah. Nope. You're you signed up for this job, and you know eh, I'm sorry that's a shit sandwich, and chances are you're gonna catch lead, but there's also a pretty yeah, damn good chance you're yeah, gonna freaking put shit bag down into the dirt. Everybody wants to be a hero till it's time to save the fucking day. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think that's important though is to train guys like okay yeah you hear shots fired in a school, a grocery store, a little mom pop shop, whatever. You go in there and you take care of business. Mm-hmm. It's don't sit there and wait for more bodies to be freaking laid out. That's no, yeah, there's no reason for that because you're gonna have to answer for it. Exactly, you're gonna have to explain why the hell a certain state shaped <laughs> like a handgun down in the southeast of the United States. <laughs> yeah, down in Florida, good old Florida. There's a situation like that. Look it up. We've talked about it. Yes, we have. I said the F word probably one or 17 too many times during yeah. that rant. But I'm surprised sorry. they published that po- the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they did too. I'm surprised they didn't kick that one back. Yeah, say, yeah no. <laughs> no. Hey, even adults would be offended. It's 2019. You never know. <laughs> if you can... If you can self-identify as a unicorn, I can say the word fuck. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> My mouth identifies as a cursing sailor. Exactly. That's what it is. Don't... Don't discriminate against my cursing mouth. Right, exactly. Um, fucking flies. Oh. Anyways, uh, no ballistic vest to wearing level three. <coughs> it says rifle plates. I think that's not really correct. Level level three A soft body armor is, um, I think, would be a little more correct. Yeah. Who the we, hell's working this job not wearing a vest? 
that this was comparison from oh. old days to now. Oh, well, to to be fair, they should have worn a vest regardless, but I know technology back then was kind of crappy. Well, and it was heavy as crap. It was heavy. Even had Your one. uniform was freaking wool. Right. In yeah. the summertime. So let's stick on like four inches of whatever yeah. material. Let's stick on Kevlar ceramic or whatever the hell. Yeah, freaking steel plates. Still a good idea. I think those, um, uh, what, are, what are they called? Um, trauma plates? Is that what they call them? Oh, yeah. You have the, the steel plates. You can put them in front and back. Yeah. It's still important. Cause well, they've got the hard trauma plates, and then they've got the soft ones. Yeah. That are just made, meant to absorb right. impact, kind of. I've got, I was, what do I have in my vest? I don't I don't have the steel plates, but I have a total of three layers in the front of level three body armor. I just had yeah. extra shit laying around from Might tech as well team, throw so it just in there. stuck it in there. Well, that's my, I think my vest, I've got the three... Yes. The 3A soft mm-hmm. front and back, and then my my vest is cut to put extra plates in the front and back. Right. So I've got a soft trauma plate or a soft trauma pad, I should say, uh-huh. and a and a steel plate. Right. Both in the front and in the back. Yeah. Those, when it comes, you know, even though that thing, even though your soft body armor will more than likely stop. Any caliber of pistol, reasonable. We're not reasonable, talking five hundred yeah. freaking Smith. Yes, yeah. you know that's that's not reasonable. Anyways, um, the amount of trauma that that impact will still cause, it's gonna hurt. It, it's gonna hurt, and there's instances where it can, you know, it can cause damage. It can cause, you know, heart stoppage. It can cause trauma to, you know, the tissue around the heart. It can still cause internal bleeding. So those those steel plates mm-hmm. can keep that bullet from still going in and crushing in your sternum and breaking a shit ton of ribs. That yeah. steel well, it's gonna, take of that. It's gonna expand the surface area of the impact, exactly. I guess. More than yeah. if it's soft, it's gonna be pretty centralized on where exactly where that bullet hit. That steel's gonna just spread it out a little bit and help you out. Right. Help you out there. For sure. I think that's like a. I think those are pretty good ones to touch on. There's a couple other things in here, you know, that goes into like hostile hostage negotiation <laughs> situations and stuff like that. But <coughs> we're not trained in that. We are not. We don't know nothing about that. Exactly. But yeah, so it's been a. That's a. It's kind of a fun topic. We went off on some tangents and. It's been a good one. Yeah. It's been fun. Man, you it's know, been a good topic. I'd like to hear back from you guys, topic. you know, especially when we get any of our old timers out there who I know. We got our first suggestion message last night sent to both of us. Loved it. I did too. Yeah. It was so good. It is good. And you know, keep them rolling. You know, whether it's through any of the multiple, you know, social media platforms that brother over here is always mentioning, or yep. you happen to have our number, um, send us something. Let us know. Say hey, you guys suck. Talk about this. do this and talk you know, about squirrels. Yeah, talk about blowing squirrels away. You know, squirrels are fun to shoot. They are. They it's are kind of fun. Squirrel moment on a squirrel. Squirrel moment about squirrels. Have you ever shot rabbits? It's squirrelception. Yeah. Shot rabbits with a shotgun. Oh uh, no, that is fun. <laughs> you go walking out because I we had a rabbit infestation, <laughs> and I'm going out there. Mom's like, you need to kill these rabbits because they're destroying her garden. So I'm going out there, uh-huh. and I've got. Going between the 12 gauge and the 20 gauge, just whatever it felt like carrying. I go out there and catch a rabbit going and freaking boom. And I always like to aim like right, kind of like at the ground feed area. Yeah. Because the spread would 
hit the rabbit and then kick it up from underneath and it just freaking flop and fly through the air. And maybe that's a little more, but I thought that's, it was That's just awesome. rude. And I would take them back and I would skin them and mom would like attempt to cook it. I'm sorry, <laughs> rabbit sucks. But I did eat what I killed or I tried to. If I didn't like it, then the dog got it. Well, at least something made it. Exactly. Yep. Feeding it was, someone. It was nice and cooked up with some barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. She tried putting it in a soup once. Rabbit stew. Nope. Oh. Yeah. No thanks. So, uh, off of the squirrel rabbit moment, we're going to jump into a little bit of hero talk. Yee. <laughs> My terrible bald eagle impersonation. <laughs> oh, is that what you were trying for? I was trying to do. It turned into more of a dying crow or something I was like going to say it sounded like a freaking fucking chicken cancerous parakeet. A chicken with throat cancer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't uh, judge me. It's 2019. That's true. I can't, you know, I can't say shit, <laughs> but fucking really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So on to this hero talk. Now we're going to, we're going to talk about the boys in red firefighters. We love them too. We do. We do. You, just, you little hoth draggers. You. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll try not to get too mean, but this one's, this one's pretty good. It's a little heartwarming, you know, uh, Coco fire department down in Florida. Yep, the three fire departments all get rang out for this one. They all get alarms go off. House is on fire, and this one isn't too terrible long of a story, but um, since names are mentioned in the article, I will use names. Joe Mm -hmm. Bradley, who lived next door to the house that was engulfed in flames, had gotten two young boys out of the home. They were clinging to, to each other and calling for grandma. And so the firefighters who show up on scene... They, after they're recalling this situation, after uh-huh. I was talking about it, they right. they all remember this house a little bit. Like it looks familiar, um, maybe from previous medical medical calls, something like that. And that's what it was. I think it, what I was reading was that she had she was a cancer patient, oh. so they were you know have to go there for calls of service every once in a while. Um, Holiday is the hero that we're going to talk about, Mister Firefighter Holiday. So, like I said, they knew the house. They recognized, they're just kind of everything, they, they just recognized everything about the house. So they've probably gone there a few times. Mm-hmm. So they show up, they call out to the woman, the grandma. No answer. Holiday and three firefighters stood just outside the window. And from looking at this, this is a single level home. Okay. Holiday told his lieutenant, Kevin Mulligan, you're my eyes and ears. Don't leave the window. If I get disoriented, I want you to be able to yell at me so I can at least hear where my exit is. So good communication. Firefighters work fucking fantabulous together. They do. Yeah. They do. They, you know, a lot of faith in each other, especially in, you're going into a goddamn burning building. You're literally in a burning building. Yeah. So you got to have a lot of faith <clears throat> in each other. But so Holiday jumped through the window. He landed just beside the frail woman. She was hardly responsive. Thick smoke meant the firefighter had to use his hands rather than his eyes he could barely see. So leaning in just six inches from the woman's face, Holiday could tell that her eyes were open. He pulled her toward the window. Her foot was stuck on something. Holiday couldn't see. He silently questioned how the situation would end. So Holiday managed to unhook the woman's foot, threw her toward the window where Mulligan Moheski and firefighter Zach Campbell were waiting. She was light, like throwing a can of soda. I mean... 
Well, adrenaline, especially. Oh, yeah. exactly. I'm sure he probably, she probably caught some air. Right. And some people are like, oh my God, they threw her. She's in a goddamn burning yeah. building. Her house is on fire. We're getting her the fuck out. Relax. They are getting her the fuck out. Yep. Campbell yelled out, I've got a pulse. Chills spread through Holiday's body. He thought this could be a save. Thought it might be a recovery. It was a rescue. Holiday would return to the station to find his shoes in the same spot he'd left them. They're just kind of going back, talking about the backstory and everything. Right. So the grandma was rushed to the medical center, then flown to Florida Hospital in Orlando for treatment for burns to her back and smoke inhalation. She is now in a nursing home and is expected to recover with therapy. 70 years old cancer patient. She was inside a burning building, and she recovered God. from that shit. Talk about being dealt a yeah. shitty hand of cards. Right. And, you know, she gets to spend more time with her grandkids thanks to couple boys out there who are willing to just freaking i mean there's instances where firefighters have died going into a house they get trapped in there oh all the time it's it's not uncommon at all and they yeah, still do it oh they do they're they're it's a shit you know every every first responder military personnel you know we all go in buildings and situations we don't want a normal person does not want to be in and believe me when i say we don't want to be there either exactly um but just to have the nuts to just do the damn thing exactly yeah and you, you know you don't have to be in a gunfight or be you know taking bullets or fighting to be a goddamn hero i mean it could be as much as grabbing a kid out of the middle of the road that's about ready to get hit by a fucking semi or a car or whatever oh yeah so it's you know heroes comes in all shapes forms sizes and stories they're they do we love them obviously we have talked about one every single episode and we will continue to do so so if yep. you have anybody there's plenty out of there, stories out there we're oh, gonna keep them coming there's a lot of people in this world and there's a lot of goddamn heroes and yeah, so and if you deserve. have anybody bring them up because like jared just said they deserve it their stories need to be told and that's part of our job i think as human beings of this fine world and this beautiful country we live in it is is to keep history going don't let those stories die no keep them keep them going because they deserve they deserve something. You know, they deserve... They, I'm not saying you got to polish their shoes and give them money and all that bullshit, but just... It's just a respect. It is. Thing, and I can I tell believe. you, for a lot of... Especially like World War II, Vietnam veterans, just, just using them as an example. Right. They... If you have experienced it, you know. They just want to tell you. They just want to talk. And they might not want to talk about what they did in the wars, but that generation of people... Yeah, they just want to talk, and when they when they come and tell it, if they happen to start going off with a war story or something, happen, perk your goddamn ears up and shut your freaking mouth. Yeah, put your damn phone down, perk your ears up, shut your mouth, learn something. Exactly. We we don't do enough of that these days. I think my beautiful. I this is a little off topic. I don't know if this guy was a was a war veteran or anything like that, but you know, em, embrace kind of beautiful moments in life i guess you'd say exactly like i remember one of my old jobs working security at a place that put on a concert every every great moon yeah well they had a um i can't remember the artist it was an old old school country singer uh-huh. i want to say merle haggard but it wasn't merle it was somebody else willie nelson no not that they don't have that much money jeez christ <laughs> um but this artist is up on stage doing his thing, and he uh-huh. starts singing this song, and I'm standing off on the side of the crowd watching, and it's an older crowd, so I'm not expecting any problems, and there wasn't any. Right. Uh, but I see this, 
you know, it's this elderly gentleman. I'd probably guess 80s, maybe even a little higher. Who knows? Right. You know, people age differently. But uh, this elder gentleman stands up with an elder uh, female, and they come sliding through the row and out to the side where I'm standing because, of course, the the side of the venue's got a clear walkway for people to go. Right. And they, they start dancing. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And I'm just, I'm just standing there. And, like, there's a couple other security guards looking at them, and they're like, do, do we do anything about this? And I'm like, I'm not touching that. No. And then, sure enough, the song ends. She goes and sits back down, and the guy comes up to me and says, yeah, that was our wedding song in 1945 or something oh like God. that. Or that That's always been, like, our favorite song. And so thanks for not yelling at us. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Why would you? Yeah. That's it's sad that they kind of little you know, off topic but thought that that can be a possibility, but that almost probably brings like a little emotional emotions to the surface. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. I think that's cool. That's like I thought it was. It was a little off topic, but it was definitely a cool story that popped those, into the brain. Those are good stories. I like hearing stuff like that. That's good, yeah. good, goody feely stuff. But then you got to remember too, like yeah, there's seventy, eighty, ninety year olds out there that, and who knows? You never know how generations are going to unfold. But every single one of us at some point is going to, well, barring accident or illness and things like that. Early death. Uh, yeah, early death. Every single one of us is going to be in those shoes. Exactly. Those Velcro shoes. <laughs> one day. I'm going to rock the Birkenstocks. I don't I'm know what you're talking about. F, f that. I'm going to rock I'm them. Gonna I'm going to buy you a pair of them. I'm going to rock them Velcro shoes. Velcro Birkenstocks? No. Don't diss them until you've tried them. I'm going to diss them without trying them. Mm. Thanks for your consideration. I can share a little secret of what I got you to try once. Oh, God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that was not as dirty as it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? Mm. Oh, man. Okay. That's about that time, isn't it? I think it is. We're hitting that hour mark. We're we're there. We could go on forever. Except we could. for someone needs and to we, sleep and someone and we else will. needs to go do other things. Got to go do. Got to handle some agendas today. Exactly. But, but we're going to be talking at you guys soon. You know, I know a couple of our fantastic listeners have always kind of, you know, nudged a little more production, and yeah. hopefully, you know, like we've said, life gets in the way, and sometimes it's uh, causes things like this to come up. Even though Josh and I are obviously both committed to the show and love doing it, and oh, yeah. couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much for that. Exactly. But we're going to be trying to pump out as much content as we can. Right. As always. Instagram, Built Blue Studios, Built Blue on Facebook. I think we're up to like 200 and some odd likes on Facebook, Josh. Fantastic. We are up there. and We love it. So thank you all so much. Keep sharing us. Um, give us a listen. We appreciate the hell out of it. Uh, YouTube, eventually when we get a permanent indoor studio, because we're still doing the fantastic outdoor podcast. Right. So we get a permanent noticed. studio going, we'll be able to set up and start doing some YouTubes and some different different content other than just these fabulous talk shows that just make my week every time I get to sit down and put on the headphones with my brother and oh, hell yeah. just have a, just have some good old conversations. Uh, also, like like we said in the previous episode, some apparel's coming down the line. Uh, I think we're going to start out with a small t-shirt run yep. that I believe we've decided on the first design. So keep your eyes on Facebook for for those to be coming out, and then we'll we'll work out how we'll be how you'll be able to get your hands on one. Oh, yeah. Uh, what we're thinking, and it's all tentative and stuff like that, but, of course, Josh and I are both 
uh, charitable fellers. Yes. So I think we're going to be doing some form of a t-shirt initially, like I said, before we get into the rabbit hole of long sleeves, sweatshirts, crewnecks, hats, all that good stuff. Right. Um, and definitely a portion of that will go to each t-shirt run, I think, will benefit a different charity. Probably, I don't know if it'll be dependent on the time of year or, you know, what's, if something, if a tragedy is to happen or something like that. Right. Um you know, we'll, but we'll announce that as the time goes on and, and y'all will know, and we'll provide, we'll provide some sort of, of proof just to show we're not full of shit. Exactly. Uh, and your hard earned money is going to go towards a good quality products and b charities that we say we will contribute to not blowing in, smoke in people's pockets. Like right. That, exactly. Know. But anyway, so keep your eyes open for that. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in this fine week's episode. And until until next time, as always, smoke a good cigar, drink some fantastic link liquor, whatever your whatever your flavor is. Drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. Twenty one means twenty one. Twenty one means twenty one. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Be good to one another. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless America.